Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. When you get that kind of humility in your own self and in your own church and in your own life and in your own community, I'll tell you what, God will bless you because you're being humble and you're putting the emphasis back where it belongs on Jesus Christ. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, Principles for Building Strong Faith by Ken Hagan. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Ken Hagen's message. There is not a monopoly on the power of God. One little group just doesn't have it monopolized. I'll tell you what group does have it monopolized. That is the group of the blood-bought, born-again, church of the Lord Jesus Christ. They're the ones that's got a monopoly on it. You see, the church, the ecclesia, the called out ones. I'm not talking about your church. I'm talking about the church. Oh, man, tonight in here, if I had people raise their hand, they'd be every, every kind of conglomeration under the sun. I heard one man, one learned minister of the gospel here a while back, bless his heart. He just don't understand. He said, you know what I don't like about them charismatics? He said, what I don't like about them, he said, they Heinz 57, they got everything. They're not just one brand. <laughs> he said, I like those pure brands like Baptist and Presbyterian and Catholics and so forth and so on. Hey, there's not but one pure brand and that's the brand of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't care what kind of natural human brand you got. You got to have first the brand of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I want to tell you something. The apostles, see, thought they had this thing sewed up. There's 12 apostles of the Lamb. Now you, have, you know that, there, that, that, that the 12 disciples, we call them, actually should be called the 12 apostles of the Lamb if we want to be correct in it. Because there were other apostles. There was about 21 or 22 different apostles mentioned in the New Testament. You need to study and find out what an apostle is. See, there's a, there, there's a definition of an apostle. And there just wasn't 12 apostles. There was 12 apostles of the Lamb. The 12 that walked with the Lamb of God. The Lord ended and put an end to these unholy imaginations in the minds of the disciples talking about, well, we forbid them because they wasn't, we didn't know who they was, so we told them they couldn't cast out the devil in your name. Jesus said, hey, if they ain't against us, they for us. And then he's talking, they was talking about, you know, which one of us is going to be the greatest in the kingdom? Which one of us is going to get the set by you? And so forth and so on. You remember reading that in there? Jesus just sort of poked a, balloon, uh, poked a hole in their balloon and he turned right around after they'd been going through all this garbly goop and he sent out 70 more and anointed them and told them, he said, go heal the sick and cast out the devils. Whatever city you come into, eat what's set before you. Tell them that to heal the sick therein. Tell them that the kingdom of God's come nigh and go on your way to another city. See, that's the best way in the world I know to get people that are being lifted up in humility. I mean, they're being lifted up in pride. The best way I know 
to handle those kind of individuals, just turn around and send some more out to do the job. I used to be co-pastor in church and somebody gets sort of prideful and lifted up. Woo, look what my Sunday school class is doing. Look what we doing. Oh, I just took pleasure in just saying, well, praise God, your class doing so great. I tell you what, we're going to cut it back down to five and you pick the five best ones out there and we're going to take the rest of them over there and we're going to let so-and-so teach them and you pick the five best ones you're doing in your classes, such a good class that can build itself up so quick. You bragged about it and you're so prideful in them. You pick the five best ones and we'll take the rest of them, put them over here another teacher and y'all build it up again. I tell you what, you get the air out of their balloon in a hurry. Oh, no, brother, don't do that. No, 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 I worked too hard to build it up. I said, then quit being so prideful over what you've done. I said, you hadn't done nothing. If the power of God hadn't have been with you and you hadn't have been teaching the Word of God, you would still have those two little old pupils that you had in there when you started. And then I said, I want to tell you something else. It wasn't you that done it all anyway. I happen to know that there's about three other people in that Sunday school class that really did all the work and all you do is get the credit of it for it because you're the head of it. I won't tell you what. You know, we can get so prideful. Man, I could go down there and say, Oh, look here what we got down here in Tulsa. Look what I have put together. Hey, I won't tell you what. If it wasn't every morning I get out of the bed and I confess that I have all the wisdom and knowledge of God, that He dwells inside of me and that day that I walk through, every day that I walk, that He'll give me the wisdom and knowledge how to handle it, I tell you what, that mess would be a mess down there. It would be a flat mess because I can't handle it. I didn't do anything. I just happened to be the instrument that the Holy Spirit used. That's the only way that I got into it at all. I can take no credit for anything except a little lot of hard work. That's all I can take credit for. The rest of it is God. I'll tell you something. When you get that kind of humility in your own self and in your own church and in your own life and in your own community, I'll tell you what, God will bless you because you're being humble and you're putting the emphasis back where it belongs on Jesus Christ. Number six, if you're going to have build faith, you're going to have to have a holy boldness. You're going to have to not be afraid to walk out and claim things from Satan that belong to you in the name of El Shaddai. The God that's more than enough. You're going to have to be willing to stand up Look the devil square in the eye. Say, partner, you hoodwink me and fool me for the last time. Either get out of the way or get ready to be run over. You know how most people, when they see the devil coming, Maybe he won't see me today. Bless God, I don't see that bugger coming. I look down there, I see him. Down, I see him about 50 yards down the street. Hey! Hey, devil! Hey, I'm talking to you! I see him. Go duck around the corner. Man, 
man, he don't want no part. He don't want no part of an individual that knows who he is in Jesus Christ. Because Jesus done defeated him once. He don't want any part of you because he knows that you're going to start speaking that word with your mouth and every time that those words come out of your mouth, it's going to be just like somebody hitting him with a whip. Man, he don't want no part of you. But the church has been so beat down, so cowed down, that they're not even bold anymore. They, instead of going out looking for the devil, they're they looking for him, all right, so they can hide if they see him coming. Yeah. Hey, some people got more reverence for the devil than they have God. They start talking about the devil and they get quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Brother Hagin talking about back in the 50s, he's out in California and they had a flu epidemic. Shut down the high schools, everything shutting down. They're standing around after church and some of the preachers talking about, say, hey, we you think you're going to have to shut this meeting down? And that preacher said, nah, he said, Hagin won't let me shut it down. So, well, ain't you afraid you're going to get the flu? And all the congregation said, man, you're down to not hardly anything here tonight. About 40, 50 people there. Said, I had evangelists on my church. He closed it down, go home, get ready to have the flu. Said he felt it coming on. <laughs> By that time, Daddy walked up and said, Brother Hagin, ain't you afraid you're going to have the flu? Said it quiet, you know. Aren't you afraid you're going to have the flu? No! I tell you something, I ain't ever going to have the flu. Oh, brother, I wouldn't say that if, you, if I was you. The devil would hear you. Just whispered. He said he just ran back and said, Yeah, that's the very dude I want to hear me. I want him to know that I know who I am in Christ Jesus and what I have because of what Jesus has done for me and what I am and who I am. I want him to know that he's not fooling with some novice around here don't know what he's doing. I want him to know he ain't going to run over me. I want him to know it now so I don't have to have the fight later on. Come on now, huh? You know what? There's a lot of people talking about faith and some of this stuff. Some people talking about the Holy Ghost. They wouldn't know the Holy Ghost. They saw him come down the street with a red hat on. They wouldn't know who he was. That's funny. But there's a lot of people, they don't know what they're talking about when they're talking about faith. I want to tell you something. You've got to have a holy boldness. You've got to be willing to be in the forefront, to be in the middle of the battle. You've got to be willing to stand up there at the front of the battle line. You've got to be bold. You know what? But a lot of people, they're not bold when it comes to these things of God. You know, they hold back, get behind somebody else. Every time they get in trouble, they holler for somebody, they holler for the preacher or somebody else. You know? Oh, I need help. Come help me out. Come fight the devil for me. That's what they're saying. In essence, you got to be bold. You want faith? Do these six things. You'll have faith. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. 
If this radio program has blessed you and ministered to your spirit, then we want to hear from you. We're asking you, our audience, to let us know when and where you listen. Email us at partnerservices at rhema.org or call 1-888-FAITH-99 and tell us. If you prefer, drop us a letter. Write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. If we're to remain broadcasting in your area, we need to hear from you. And if you're able, we would ask that you would consider sowing an offering to help defray the costs of this radio program. So call, email, or write us today. This month's special offer is the message series by Ken Hagen, Principles for Building Strong Faith, and the paperback book, What Faith Is, by Kenneth E. Hagen. Both can be yours for the discounted price of $14.95, regularly $26.95. That's a $12 savings. Call now, 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma. 74150. Don't forget for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. We have a singles conference, conference on March the 29th right here on the, on the Rhema campus. That's right. And that is going to be fantastic for, for all the singles. Call today to get this month's special faith-building offer, which includes this week's teaching series by Ken Hagen, Principles for Building Strong Faith, and the paperback book, What Faith Is, by Kenneth E. Hagen. Both can be yours for the discounted price of $14.95. The number is 1-888-FAITH-99. That's toll-free, 1-888-FAITH-99. Make plans to join us next week at this same time and station for a new week of timeless teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan. That's next week here on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.